0: Heiliger Geist Jesus come on Holy Ghost hi y'all Jesus well uh was all y'all here at the first service <laughs> well it wasn't my fault Some of y'all decided to incite me, and I'm very easily incited. It don't take much, and I just pop. (sighs) All right, here we go. Y'all ready? Got all my crinkled up papers all lined out. My daddy used to have a Bible. He preached for 50-something years. He he used to have a Bible that he put his his notes. It was one of them open-up binder Bibles. He put his notes right in it. It looked like one Bible. I carry around this whole crinkled up stuff. Just to irritate you. (laughs) Because I really don't even need that thing. I'm going to go back into Mark uh, 6 again. I am not satisfied yet. Holy Ghost. Luis, You wanna to talk to these folks? See it? You have a microphone? We have a microphone. He he needs to tell y'all something. Is it turned on? Alright. Okay, turn this little fella up here. We're gonna alright, he's up. Salute him. There we go. Mm-hmm. Tell them what it's like to die and God raise you from the dead. We'll run right over here. What do can see? I was dead. And, well, mom and dad were doing some stuff, and I, I was in my mama's arms, and I died, and I was going in the motions, and I passed out, and I died. And then mama and, mama and dad ran me to the room, and everybody else, and they were praying and praying and praying, and God. <laughs> God brought me back to life Wow <laughs> right. I thought I needed to tell you, let him tell you all that Because last night I was noticing that some of y'all He was touching you, he was flying He was wondering why A little ten year old boy touch you Well Who said it had to be an old man like me Why can't it be him? Well, can't it be somebody that loves Jesus? I mean, I don't think that's proper. I think proper is what God wants to do. Isn't that something? I can read to you over in in the Bible where it says that Jesus was, in Luke, where Jesus was uh, 12 years old and confounded the wisest theologians of his day and doctors of the law. And I'm not talking about just for one minute or two, I'm talking about he did he was doing that for days in a row. And uh what was it like whenever you finally came back to life? Was you was you healed already or did you did God have to keep touching you? God had to keep touching me until I got healed. What was wrong? I didn't uh my eyes were closed couldn't I, see, right? Couldn't see. Yeah. Couldn't hear either, could you? Couldn't hear. And then finally, who did you see first, when you got your eyes back? Daddy. <laughs> yeah. Woo! Did that make everybody happy when you came back? Yes, sir. Did it make you happy, too? Yes, sir. <laughs> so that's enough. Thank you. Give it back to Patrick. <laughs> Jesus, you know he is normally naturally a timid fellow, but you see he don't have any fear standing up here? That's pretty nice, huh? Yeah, he runs around with me all over the jungle, that guy, and uh I try to teach him to fear God and not men, and it seems to be working. They're pretty fearless. Holy Ghost is on them, that's why. All right, y'all in Mark chapter 6 now? I've given y'all a few minutes to find it. Holy Ghost, hallelujah. After that great miracle of feeding the 5,000, I want you to look down in uh, um, verse 46. Mark six forty six. After he had taken leave of them, he went off into the hills to pray. Now, when what you got to understand is, and I don't understand how it's this way, but when I'm with my brothers, I seem to not ever get tired. I, I just I don't know why it's that way. I, I don't know what causes that. Uh, you say, well, it's a touch of heaven. Well, it's been that way for 25 years now. Every time I go out there, I, I don't i don't hardly ever get tired. I, I come home, I'm tired. My wife takes good care of me. But when I get out there, it's just, I go to bed late and get up way before d- uh, daylight, go out, sit on a, a log and up against a tree and worship God. And, and the Holy Ghost comes and moves and does supernatural things and very unusual events take place. Uh, I forgot to ask you something. Y'all just hang out a minute. That, uh, how serious can I get about I believe it's right to go through the go through the ranks and get permission. But since y'all got me riled up in the first service, I'm going to give you one of them spook stories. I usually try to stay away from but since... Because y'all don't really like those kind. Y'all like those soft, easy-going miracles like submarine trucks and... Miracles of... Of, of, of multiplying food and things like that that everybody can do, you know. <laughs> Come on, Jesus. All righty. Jesus went in the mountain to pray. Now, Jesus is a mature man. He's he has now been taught in the synagogues and by, the, by the best teachers and the, I mean he knows the Bible of course he is the Bible but God made him go through the ranks like we all go through so he could understand what it's like to be one of us because God had to make sure that there was somebody that could do the do the job and be perfect so he sent his own son down here to do that y'all agree with this so far alright now, now what I'm fixing to tell you since y'all lit me up a while ago about a tamale. Simple tamale. It's fixing to turn into principality battles. <laughs> Told y'all the small things turn into big things if you don't correct them quickly. <laughs> uh, woo! Every day of my life I get up and I pray and I call on heaven and I I enjoy it. It's not a drudgery to me. There's lots of things I do that get a little bit mundane. But I never have yet got tired of getting up, going to my desk, routinely, methodically, for 27, 28 years now, seeking God, seeking God, seeking God, seeking God. Seeking God, seeking God. Every day, turn on the stereo. Uh, y'all got all kind of different kinds of music, so I try to get my hands on some of it. And most of it I burn, but some of it I listen to. And uh, y'all are amazing folks. And if, if, if they don't have to worship Jesus, they can just call on God. But and you just buy it and pay millions of dollars and make these people rich. And what god are they calling on? Man, you got to be careful. You, you can't just bring that junk in your house. anyway we try to be as careful as possible uh... anyway my wife and i do we work on that kind of stuff before our kids get a hold of it and listen to it and so we pray in there one morning and i'll tell you I, I, you I can't ever tell you like the, this morning it was sunshiny you know nice and cool morning uh, and I'm praying, and my wife and I are, and we're, we have a stereo we carry around with us, and, uh, turn on this song every day, about to drive my kids up the wall with it, uh, all honor, all glory, we waiting on you, God, for fire. I'll play that thing probably several thousand times, and I'm still overjoyed to listen to it. And I, I worship God, you know, and I listen to stuff, and something that works, I don't let go of it, I keep hold of it. So we we got that that morning. I'll tell you, it didn't seem like that unusual. Uh, Maybe I need to be more spiritual like you and know everything, and maybe I can get something you know more know what I'm getting myself into. But we went out to church. I was, I am. Look, my son is. He is by no means an idol to me, but I do highly respect him because he loves Jesus. He is much more intelligent than I am. He graduated in the top 1,000 students in the United States. Very intelligent fellow. Had uh, some of y'all's colleges out here, some of them out east. Was trying to get him a full scholarship, uh, paid for his science and math mind. They wanted him. And uh, I didn't want him to go uh, to that because it's from the devil. But I don't have to live. I, I, that's not my life. It's his life. And so I took him and talked to him and uh, stayed open. I'm not, I didn't because I've always told him what he's going to do. But then now he's graduated. I set him down. And now I'm talking to him like a peer. Uh, now this is what I, these are your options. I gave him all them letters. Uh, take this. So he went away for a month and he prayed, sought God. So did I. And he came back and uh, had a little uh, formal meeting with me and got his little time schedule all sorted out. And uh, so he decided that God spoke to him to go to work. With the Indians he had grown up around, and to stay in the work, uh, but that's not all. He decided. He also decided for a particular block of land. Now that means to us in our vocabulary, uh, in our ministry, he he asked me for a, a, a pretty good sized chunk of land inside the ministry to preach inside of, and to work with these particular elders that. Have, that I had raised up, that uh, God had helped to raise up to to help Him come on up in ministry. And uh, the only problem with with that is, it's the hardest one of the hardest sections we got uh, mentally, physically, spiritually, vol- volatile. It's 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 rough, real rough, and so we. Uh, I looked at him, I, was, I admired what he was saying because that's what I would have done. But he was raised more, he had, he carried, at that time, he carried more of his mother's characteristics. Uh, I would say it's because that's where he spent most of his time and she was his teacher and his mother and all of that. So, had a lot to do with how he, his makeup as a, as a young man was. But then when he, he stepped over into my world, Which, we're not exempted, we don't have different worlds, but we do at the same time. And he stepped into my world of aggression, hate the devil, on attack all the time, mentally sharp to destroy the works of the devil, spiritually alert, always intact at any time, 24 hours a day, to just blow up in every direction and kill everything around you. The devil fears people like that, I tell you. And so, when he stepped over to my world, he started taking on my traits. And he still had his mother's traits, too. And so he's he's a lot better human than I am. He's he's got his grandma and grandpa's on both sides. He's got, you know, he's just built. He's a better machine. Jesus. And so I told him, okay, that's what we'll do. And I went and talked to the elders. They were in agreement. And so we sent him off to Bible school for a little while. And he came back and stepped into the work. And, oh, the day finally came. He got out there in his little Ford truck, four-wheel drive, one-ton, turbo diesel. Gone to church. Got his little wife. And, oh, it's just oh, it's nice, you know. Well, I was so happy that in my life, as radical as it is, that my kids are following Jesus. And that what we're doing is good enough to draw them into it. I was blessed by that. And that I, because I hated, still do, hated hypocrites so much that I worked on trying to... uh In protecting my kids from the world, at the same time, keeping them open enough to understand that no matter what you do, there's going to be hypocritical people. And you can work in in the gospel and let them go on to hell if they want to. So it seems to be working, let's say it like that. And so, so here we are now with fifth generation Hogan preacher. I'll tell you, my chest buttons was about to pop off my shirt. I was so blessed. Oh, and finally the day came, I let him out there, let him work for a while and didn't mess with him, let him go out there and bump into different demons and let him slap him around a little bit and finally he invited me out to work that I started all the churches (laughs) and the day came, I drive up, my son's the leader, I mean it's... I mean, that's my whole life is here. Do you understand that? And standing right beside him grinning is a young man I had met in the trail. And, uh, very young man. And told him about Jesus. He got born again. And now he's one of my most faithful elders. And they're standing there grinning, just waiting on me. I get out of the truck and I just can't only really contain myself. I'm just already, I'm, we- I'm weeping. I just, just, I mean, I'm so grateful to God that the torch is passed on to hands that I know, in the good hands, and that he's a good guy, and that I respect him. He has now become my friend, my own son, and uh, to do that is a difficult thing. I want you to know it's not as easy as it seems, but it's worth the effort. It's just advice. And so here we go now. I got me an entourage with me. There's several uh, younger missionaries with me. And I'm talking to them and training them. And as we're going through the jungle. And uh, this is going to get serious. You alright with this? So far are we okay. We'll meet up with that principality. Things change. Now Jesus is off praying. He had just completed a huge miracle. Immediately, the miracle brought distress on his disciples. Because a storm came and caught them and busted them. Now, what you got to realize is, the more you seek God, the bigger the storms get. But the more you seek God, the bigger the vessel is, he gives you to take the storm with. The wind that comes and blows over lots of people, I don't even know it went by, y'all. Just honestly. There's people that get blown over around me, and I look at them. What's the matter? You get up. Yeah, but that storm. We had a storm? I don't even know it. (laughs) Because when I look and see a storm, she's usually pretty good size now. (laughs) Yeah. If it draws my attention, i Usually something I have to go and get Miss Hogan to help me with. But here we go. We're walking. Now you gotta get this. All right. Let's let's go into my mind, into my viewpoint just a minute. We're walking in this mountain. It's it's aggressive. It's hot. At least as hot as it was yesterday. 100, 105, 110. But let's add about eighty eight percent humidity. That really makes things Stoke up on you. And, you know, I'm, you, I'm not, actually it does bother me, but I, I just, I like to feel of oh, that sweat running inside my shirt. Cause I know my flesh hates it. So that's what I need to do. Something that is distasteful to my flesh. So, <laughs> so I'm walking in the back. I'm looking down the line. I got these younger missionaries, younger pastors, and then there's the, there's the warlords in the front. And right in the very front is that young warrior, my son. Man, I'm blessed. (laughs) I'm coming up in the back, back there. They're faster than me anymore. And I don't mind that because I trained them to be faster than me. I trained them to be sharper than me. I trained them to be quicker than me in the spirit. And we're walking. The smell of the jungle, the the heat, and the environment is just overwhelming me. And, and, And the lineup of people, and I'm just, it's a good day to be alive. Just breathe the same air with the Holy Ghost. It's just wonderful. And I'm back there. Everybody thinks it's sweat. And I got my handkerchief out. I'm wiping tears. I can't hardly see the walk. I'm wiping so many tears. I'm just thankful that if I get taken out, everybody would be sad for a long time. But better be. No. Uh, they will be. But, but that's okay. That's part of human emotion in life. And, and that's understandable. But the thing is, the work of the Holy Ghost will continue. It'll continue. It'll keep going. Because I see it there. I see the next generation. I'm watching them walk in front of me. I'm watching the people that will take my place. I've hand trained them myself. They are the best. They are the best. They will not bow to the demon. They are good. And so I'm just overwhelmed by this awesomeness of the situation, right? So I'm walking back there. Just all of a sudden, de repente, a fella jumps off a cliff out of the jungle and and hits me. Whoop! Just jumps on me. Well, that instantly brings about tragedy for him. cause by the time i reacted he was over there by the time the indians reacted he was in a serious way they had him all knotted up cause nobody touches hermano David. you just that's just not allowed you can't touch that. you can't touch me they don't allow it they all die first but you don't touch me that's their opinion and so, uh, me i'm just a Sheep for the slaughter, in my opinion, that's me. And so <laughs> that's why they care for me so much because I haven't allowed these things to make my hat not fit me anymore. You know so. And you do have to work on that too. That's another subject, but you do have to work on that because the ego and pride of man and everything else tries to get hold of you and people try to make you a success and it's Jesus, it's not you, it's Jesus. You just happened to be the one standing there when he decided to do something. Hey, okay. <laughs> Woo! Jesus. I give him the glory. Because it's his fault, not mine. I couldn't do it. All I could do was cause a little bloodshed or... I mean, that's all I could do. Cause a mess. But he can fix stuff. Jesus can fix it. So these guys started interrogating him. And honestly, he was an honest, innocent man. Just, the problem was, his mama. And that's one of them times where we can go, yo mama, you know, that's one of them. And so he, he's sitting there and he's, he's not doing very well because, first of all, I got him off me. And then the brothers grabbed him. Now, Now, let me just say something about his ability to do good. Because he made it first of all past my son, that's really good. but making it past all these elders to get to me, this fellow was sharp. And then me not catching him in the woods either. he's really good because we've learned to stay alive. And you got to know what's around you to do that. You got to be part of what's around you. All of that stuff you hear about these people that how they are they are part of that they are. And they've taught me how to be. And you can stand out there in white clothes, because they all wear white clothes. You can stand out there in white clothes and be invisible. Nobody can see When you become part of your surroundings. How about that? That's what happened to us with this guy. But we was alert. I'm telling you, we was part of the surroundings too. We missed him. And this guy jumped on me. Oh, these guys were embarrassed. My elders, they was... Oh, they didn't like that. But... I forgave him. The guy had a legitimate problem. His mama was demon-possessed. What happened was she had contacted a simple killer, jungle disease, and instead of coming to the gospel, she had gone to the witch doctors. And when they did their incantations on her, things really got out of hand. There was a war in their spirit, in the in the in the realm of these uh, principalities and one larger demon host was trying to take over from another one y'all are probably not familiar with those terms but they fight all the time these guys these bad guys do and and so what happened was he was showing the younger demon or the lesser demon a lesson and it came through this grandma here of how powerful he was Now. I told this guy, I said, all right, here's what we're going to do. I'm fixing to go over here and preach the gospel in another village. And when I get through doing that, we'll hike over to your village. And we'll just cast the devil right out of your mama. How does that sound? He said, that sounds real good. What do we need to do? "Uh, You don't do nothing. You've already done too much already. You don't need to do anything. Just wait on us. So we went to church hiked on through and everybody's mad because they let this guy slide by and get a hold of Hermano David and all that and so we get to church God came I'm not kidding you whoo and church went on for a few hours a uh, lot longer than y'all's does whoo because it comes in waves and so we wait on him and it keeps coming and it's pretty fun so finally it's all over and I was drunk, like you saw me last night, and I'm being laid around and everything, and we was going off. And I, but it, but it, it, it dawned on me that we we're on the wrong trail. So I stopped. And, whoa, 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 fellas, what's the matter? This ain't the right trail. You know, I might be touched by heaven and everything, but I know this ain't the right trail. No, brother Dave, this is a trail to the devil. Oh yeah, that's right. We gotta go fight with the demon. So, now, now what do we do? Now, what you gotta understand now is the reason I have a job. We gotta get over all this enthusiasm and emotional bursts of what's going on, or these demons will rack us. So now I'm back in the front again. And I'm walking through the jungle now. I'm very alert. And we came to a situation that is unusual to you. We face it a lot. Have y'all ever heard of the term fetish? Okay, they use that all the time. Fetish. All it is is a. It's just a point of contact for demonic faith. That's all it is. That's a. That's all it is. Well, it's hanging all in the trees, and I spotted it, and I stopped. A couple of elders come up to me, and they're looking at it. You know, we're looking at it, and we was a long ways out. Now, decisions have to be made because we step into that barrier. It's 100% influenced by demonic hosts. Now, standing, sitting in this room and in this controlled environment is actually a false pretense of the way life really is. It's not like this. This is the way you want it. But this is not how it is. Spiritual warfare is not like this right here. It's chaos. It's fights. But the brothers and I decided that I needed to teach these younger missionaries and younger pastors, step by step, warfare on the devil. Now, our method of teaching is different than y'all's. Y'all's is, you try to find the, the latest book on the market, and you take that book... With no experience in you whatsoever, you read the book and then you try to teach it to somebody else like you know what you're talking about. Well, you're full of bull. You don't know what you're talking about. You're going to get yourself kicked. How about that? Just cause you read a book, don't make you Jack. You understand that? Cause you submit to the Holy Ghost and fasting and prayer. Now that makes you Jack. That makes you somebody. Jesus. Why I can talk to you like this is because I've been in dozens of these battles with these princes. They're very powerful. They're very astute. Their co- their capabilities are fascinating. And they're they've been around a long time. And just because you got there, praise the Lord. Come out, devil. He ain't going nowhere except slap you down. Because what you've got to understand is these powers, these beings where I live have been in place since the fall of man and the demons took over the planet. And they've never been challenged. And just because you get there with your brand new Dockers on. Praise the Lord. And your new gospel stance. That's not going to impress them. What's going to impress them. Is when you've spent time with Jesus on the mountain. Praying and fasting. And you walk in there. And you recognize their powers. But you come anyway. They're not used to that. They're used to people backing down from them. I used to do it. I was literally spiritually ignorant. I didn't know any of this stuff I'm telling you. And I'd just go out there and take their altars and smush their food and stuff and blood. and Just throw it off and tear them down and oh, they come and knock me out. But I kept doing it. Until I learned how to fight with these people and win. These principalities. When we stepped into that, there was a line of fetish. When we stepped into it, instantly, it was a wall of power, of fear, and domination, manipulation. I mean, they were, it was rough. I mean, you're instantly... I mean, you can feel their power. Now, this is going to probably let you disapprove of of me a little bit, but I really like that. (laughs) What? You like demonic power? You interpret it every how you want to. I like the feel of God's power beating demonic power. I don't like to just go out to the jacuzzi and sit and listen to a tape and, well, I've done my spiritual warfare, praise the Lord. Take a plane ride to some city, get in the five-star hilt and eating T-bones and walk around mumbling in tongues. Well, I did my prayer walk, this whole city will be saved. Praise God. Hallelujah, brother. God help you mature, wasteful people. Jesus is more powerful than that. And so are they. But our God wins, you see. Woo! I'm hitting on a few things here. It's kind of touchy stuff. Holy Ghost. Because I'm going to tell you something. What happened next I brought those men one by one and I would stick them in that demonic power and pull them out. And they would be bawling like babies. Now these are great men. They're, they're my next generation of powerhouses. They're the guys that's going to do the job. They will do it. They will succeed. But they've got to know that who they're facing is not a puff demon that will bow just because they're Americans and say, In Jesus' name. We're dealing with powers and princes. Do you understand that? We're dealing with powers that... I, don't, I only know parts of it, alright? I'll just say that to you. But the parts I do know is, you've got to be serious, and you've got to be aggressive, and you better know Jesus or they'll kill you. Jesus. Jesus. And so, here we go. We started walking slowly because I'm looking, I'm very wary of, And I started seeing these signs, these they do, they make all these signs. I ain't gonna describe them to you. But they they we know them and they, they make them all these different signs, and they all mean different things. And so finally we get to the house. I mean to tell you, I am about to explode. I feel good. I mean, I can't believe God let me into another battle with them. It just is good. And my men are like this. And I'm just like, ah, you young guys. <laughs> you need to exercise yourself in spiritual matters. I reckon that's a Bible verse. <gasps> Jesus. See, I work out with weights nearly every day of my life or ride a bicycle or do something. And the reason for that is because I'm looking for the resistance to make my conditioning be where I can do my job. Okay? If you don't do that in the Holy Ghost, what do you think? You think God? Look, listen. God's on the throne right now. Don't you think at any minute He could just thump those dudes and they'd all be gone? Of course. But He's got a particular pattern He's going to use and it includes you. And you've got to submit and you've got to beat Him. Jesus. So, as we walked up to this house, it was filled with people. There were people all outside. They were waiting on the battle. Because one thing I didn't tell you was I had told this guy, make sure the warlocks are all there when I get there. And see, that's what y'all don't believe in. Y'all believe in clear the airways, praise the Lord. What is that, clear the airways? You're going to get a net and, and, and sane them out of there? I mean, know what you going to do with them. Man, oh man, y'all come up with some strange stuff. Clear the airways. If we did that, we'd never pray for anybody because there ain't no airways clear. There's not a demon that can stop the power of God. I don't care how cluttered the airways are. If you know Jesus and you call Him in, these demons will part and let Him arrive. He's their boss. He beat them at their game. Stop giving them credit. They're not do it. Do you understand? Give Jesus credit. He is worthy. He is holy. He is powerful. I'm not kidding you I went around that house looking they had put all their signs I mean they was ready every bit of their power was marked on the ground in line white line and on them walls outside inside everywhere I mean it was they was ready on the roof they was ready for us buddy and I just what does that mean when they do that that means they're afraid of you they've called out every demon force and power and every ability they know 'Cause they figure you might can beat them. Ah, that's good. So that encourages you, don't it? Does me. Jesus. Like I was saying in the first service. Don't look at what you don't have. Look at what you do have. What you do have just could be enough when it ain't when it's nothing. How about that? Yeah? <laughs> Jesus I'm going to tell you what happened next is probably not how you would have handled the situation but the problem with that is you wasn't there to handle it I was and I hate these things they're from the devil I respect them highly but I do not fear them that's not to say fear isn't there it's there that's not to say it's not trying to tear me apart because it is But I got this shield, you see, called the shield of faith. Wherewith you shall, you shall apagar to the diablo, you will put out every flaming missile of the demon. Called the shield of faith. I walked up in that house. The men with me couldn't go through the barrier. Just me and one elder were the only ones that could do it. They literally physically were frozen outside, including my son. Good boy. But he likes conditioning. Jesus. (laughs) I stepped through that door, and there my three enemies were, Pastor, just standing there. Them the most powerful black magic warlocks I've ever been around. Ah oh what do you what? What you going to do now? Oh, let me just tell you. You walk right up to them and you touch noses with them, look at them right in the eye. And you tell them in their language so everybody can understand. In Aztec, that's why you learn it. Today's your day. The blood of Jesus takes you out now. And you back up just staring at Him because it's fun. I mean, I can't tell you. Man, I can't tell you how I feel. There's nothing drilling in me to pick this church house up right now. (sighs) Then you step up to the next guy. And I mean, they're not backing down, buddy. They're standing there looking at you. You just look at him right in the He touches his nose. You're just looking right in his eyes. The Lord Jesus rebuke you, demon from hell. You and your authority is broken by the power of the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. And the covenant of my God. And you take a step back. I mean, this is not a time for laughing. This is a time for trembling. You step up to that third guy and you do the same thing. But then I noticed the gall of these people. They brought their God right in there with them. He was hanging from the raptors. I couldn't believe it. There's that goat head. The thing they worship is right there. I was astounded. I said, this is good. I walked over there and butted heads with that goat head. He butted me back. Today, you shouldn't have given all your power up. Because we're just getting started. Today is your day to lose, demon. By the blood of Jesus. You don't turn your back on them demons. You just look at them and walk sideways to them. You grin at them. You walk over there to that, that grandma now. Now the reason you came. I took that blanket and threw it off that Grandma. What I saw under there, heavens to mercatroy. I didn't think it could happen. Honestly, I had never seen anything ever like it. That woman was laying there with these huge sores. and I've seen that, where these gaping flesh is gone and these pus puddles all over her body. But down her back. Down her back, every vertebrae had grown out a horn like the size of a big bullhorn. She looked like a lizard. She looked like one of them. What's them lizards we got on the ranch called? What are they called? Iguanas. She looked like a male iguana. The male iguanas have those spines sticking off their backs. We had these huge iguanas on our ranch don't let nobody kill them I'm raising them now and they're beautiful to me and anyway they ain't to you but they are to me so anyway this woman I and got me one of them horns I it was it was hooked to her vertebrae I picked her up and shook the I'm not kidding you I went down every one of them them things was real I just I was I couldn't get over it I, I'm looking at them witch doctors. Wow. You boys got some power here. Man. Yeah. Goodness. I was impressed. And that grandma, she was impressed too because I was shaking her all over the place. And she, is, she is sick. She is sick. Bless her heart. And uh, so anyway, Jesus is going to win. Don't worry. So. So anyway, I, from, I went from being impressed to mad at him. And I turned on him. I said, this thing right here, it's on you. On her, it's coming on you. How dare you hurt someone like this? Just to prove your power. Now we're gonna prove ours. You're losers. All of you losers. My God's had enough of this. In Jesus' name, be healed. I covered that lady up. Saluted the people. Just looked at my enemy as I backed out the door. Because I'm through there. That's all I can do. Jesus. See, y'all are different than me. Y'all let the demon manipulate your time. Days, weeks, and months, sometimes years. I don't agree with that. It's a personal opinion. That the blood of Jesus is powerful. That the devil must submit. And I won't let them manipulate my time for days on end. I just don't don't agree with it. I just don't. Now we do go back and pray and pray until deliverance has happened. But we will not stay and go three or four days, six days, eight, twelve days, fourteen. I don't agree with that. I just don't agree with it. I call it the demonic manipulation. That's my opinion. And we believe that the blood of Jesus is powerful and the covenant of our God is strong enough to move those demons. That's our belief, okay? That's how we believe. So, I'm backing out. When I got out in that yard, them boys was, I mean, weeping. I'm not. Man, I can't tell you how alert I am. I'm just jittery, boy. I said, all right, let's go. I put the head elder in the front. I said, you leave. And I put him out in rank. I took the back again. Because the devil's going to come. Don't you ever think he's not coming. He's on the way. You don't go up in his house, tear his house up, tear all his idols down, without thinking he's not going to come get you. Because he'll be there in a minute. And what you got to be waiting on him with... Is the blood of Jesus and the Holy Ghost fire. And then you ain't got no worries. I was talking to the boys as it was going because I was trying to calm them down. Finally, we walked out of that dome of power of the demon and things got a lot better. But I knew we was not out of the woods. I knew this. I knew it was coming. I told them, I said, guys, you got any unforgiveness un, un, uh, in your heart? You got to deal with it. You got any sins that haven't been, re, haven't been dealt with? Get them out now. Call on mercy and blood. Call on the name of Jesus. Because I'm telling you, what was in that room in yonder was a principality. And he's coming to visit us. Jesus. We got out probably 15, maybe 20 minutes out. Walking. We're moving, buddy. I mean, we're force marching. Y'all understand that term, force marching? It's double time, buddy. We're moving. Ain't nobody saying nothing anymore. We're just praying in tongues. Walking. I mean, getting it. We're an army. We're a column of army. We're out of here, buddy. We're moving out. We went through this gate. I last it. I'm the last guy. We're going. This the pastor. I heard the gate bail, the thing that holds it on the fence. I heard it rattle. I stopped, turned around. Gate opened, no one there. I called my men. Come here. It's time for a huddle. They're fixing to the blitz us. So let's give them the old Hail Mary. Let's just kill them. Let them blitz by you. And just everybody run long, Because we're going to win. One of you has got to get it. I said, now here's what we're going to do. Here's what you ain't going to do. You ain't going to whimper. You're going to thank God for the blood of Jesus right now. That gate was creaking. I mean, it's just as eerie as you'd think it would be. problem was, he's in the pasture with us now. And you can't see Wow. So what do you do? Well, you just stand there and all your hair stands up on your body. And you was wishing it was the Holy Ghost. But it's not this time. It's the enemy of our God. And I mean, you can, he's just right in your face. I mean, you can just tell it. And then he messes up and manifests on us. Ball of fire. And I'm sitting here looking at this thing. I've been in this fight a lot of times. I've been with this demon a few times. There was 12, 14 of us sitting there. This ball of fire is manifested in front of us. Now what are we going to do now? Everybody better be doing what I told them to do. And that is just thank God for the blood of Jesus. Just worship Him that His Son was worthy. That's all you got to do, my buddy. And that Holy Ghost, I don't care what the demon's doing. The Holy Ghost will be alone directly. And we're standing there. I mean, we're trembling. That thing's agitating. It's coming serious. We're fixing to be eat. He's going to eat us. And directly that thing started agitating. Blew into about... I don't know, seven or eight little balls, blew over the mountain, gone. Gone. All the tension left, lifted. Then we all hit our knees worshiping Jesus and thanking Him for the power of the Holy Ghost. Because we were delivered from a principality. Did you hear me? That's pretty serious now. In the name of Jesus, is greater than... Any demon. NSL. So? NSL. So? so I told everybody, mark your watches. So we did. We marked our watches. We marked our watches. Five something in the afternoon. I don't remember what time it was. So we took off. We started double timing out of there. We got out of the mountains. Things lightened up, went back to normal life. Everything's fine. But three or four days later, yahoo. I'm over there close in another village. I'm close by and I'm preaching the gospel. I'm preaching Jesus. And as I'm preaching, there's these people come filing in out of the darkness. Whole file, a whole bunch of them. About a dozen of them. I didn't recognize them. I just kept preaching. They walked right up to me. Happens to me a lot. So I quit preaching. And said, yeah, what can I do for y'all? And that little old grandma standing in front, she says to me, Brother David, I'm the lady that had the horns. <sighs> what? I turned her around. I felt of her back. There wasn't any horns on her no more. I lifted her shirt or her, 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 her blouse up. There wasn't any sores anymore. I said, what happened? She said, after y'all left, I started feeling really bad, but then five something, I said, I think it was five twenty five or something like that. I said, in the afternoon, five twenty five, what happened? She said, BANG! It all lifted at one time. The, the horns left, the sores left, everything left, and I was instantly healed. Yeah, that something. Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Jesus Jesus Oh Another footnote all, all of them got born again We started a new church People ask me regularly. Oh yeah And then warlocks They all got born again too Because They were afraid of The words I spoke on them Because they knew after watching her get healed That they was next So they all come in, all their families, and it's a pretty good-sized church now. Wow. See, the way we war and the way y'all war is different. I like trench work. I like confrontation. I like to win. Now, let's read this here. Because it's been 57 minutes. It says right here. Jesus. Verse 47. Now when evening had come and the boat was out in the middle of the lake. And he was by himself on the land. And having seen. Now look at verse 48. I want you to understand that. Last night. We were in hiding behind the wine press. A while ago. We were in an isolated desolate place. And Jesus asked us to do something we couldn't do but we've gone to it and now we find ourselves in the middle of an ocean or a lake and the wind is contrary and you don't know what to do except keep rowing and what I want you to see here is Jesus from the mountain where he was praying saw that those people were tolling and he went immediately to them but if you'll read that had they not recognized his presence he would have kept on going They recognized his presence. It did make them afraid. They thought it was a ghost at first. And then they called to him. And he came in the boat. Now, look at this. This says, And they were troubled and tormented in their rowing. Do you know that you're going to relax that stuff now? I'm I'm not giving you advice anymore. I'm telling you what you got to do. You got to get out behind the wine press. When Jesus asks you to do something, it's not turmoil. It's not toiling. It's not to trouble you. It's not to stress you out and and and, and, and bring you down. And it's to uplift you and for Him to be with you and for you to win. Okay. And it says right here uh, in verse forty-eight. And they were troubled and tormented in their rowing, for the wind was against them. Do you understand that wind is always going to be contrary to you? I'll tell you, I ride a bicycle, and uh, an eight-mile-an-hour wind will stop your average like you can't believe. I mean, but it makes you stronger. It makes you a better bicycler. But it's so nice when you get those downhills and the wind is on your back. Did you know that? Do you understand it is not the will of God for you in the Holy Ghost to constantly be in torment and tolling, and fretting and worrying. You're going to have to learn how to let it go. You want the power of God. You want the ability to calm the sea. You're going to have to trust Jesus. Because let me tell you something. He's standing right beside you. He's not left you alone. You are choosing to keep on fighting the wind. And he's standing there wanting to calm the sea for you. Do you understand? It says right here in my Bible. It says, he came to them walking directly on the sea. And he acted as if he meant to pass on by them. Verse 49. And when they saw him walking on the sea, they thought it was a ghost. And raised up, wow, shriek of terror. I've done that quite a few times when I've seen these demons after us. And verse 50 it says, And they all saw him and were troubled and agitated, filled with fear and dread. But immediately he talked to them, Take heart, it is I. Look at this. This is the will of God for this church right here. I'm telling you, thus saith the Lord. Stop being alarmed and afraid. Jesus. I want to share one more verse with you and no, i stop. Over here in Hebrews. Boy, these preaching Bibles are amazing. They go right to it. Hebrews twelve. So I was over in Australia just a while ago. And last the last time I was there, they done a survey in their churches after I after we had left. Did you know that God brought fourteen people out of wheelchairs uh, last time I was there? Fourteen. That's good. Every kind of disease you can think of, cerebral palsy, uh, multiple sclerosis, just uh, everything. Jesus brought him up out of the wheelchairs. This one guy, uh, I talked to him, he'd been in that chair 18 years, and I was hugging on him and talking to him. I said, listen, son, I said, don't worry, if you don't feel a thing right now, that's not important. You go home, just turn your stereo on, put the Bible on, every day listen to the Bible on tape. Let faith come in your heart. You know what? Eighteen days went by. And on the 18th day, after he'd been in that thing 18 years, he was by himself at the house with the Bible going. Come up right out of the chair, completely healed. Yeah, yeah. That's multiple sclerosis. It's gone. Thank you, Jesus. That's pretty nice. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 24. I want to read this to you. Because it is the will of God for you to stop being afraid and to go ahead and aggressively do what you've got to do for Jesus. Quit toiling. Quit being in torment about it. And go on and do it for God. I'm telling you, I know that from being around you. I I know it's right. Jesus. We're getting out behind a wine press. We're figuring out that God wants us to do something to feed the sheep. And we're also figuring out... That we got to let this fear and doubt and this torment fall off us. It's got to go. And there's a reason for it. Because it's here. Hebrews 12, 24. The blood covenant that you've got speaks a much better thing than the way you're living and the way the devil's talking to you. Okay? let let read this right here with me. And then we're going to stand up and pray together. Now, don't, don't, y'all don't get mad at me because because tonight I'm going to pray for everybody, but I'm not going to right now. I'm just not going to. Look at verse 24. It says, And to Jesus the mediator, go between the agent of a new covenant and to the sprinkled blood which speaks. Do you hear me? The blood speaks. The blood speaks of mercy, a better and nobler and more gracious message. I want you to get a hold of that. I want you as a church to grab that verse. I want you to understand But I was traipsing around with my prophet friend. I have this friend that's a prophet we run around together all over the world. And he got up one day and started talking about the blood and its ability to speak a more noble thing to us. I just couldn't believe it. It's amazing that God is so interested in us. That He killed His boy. And the blood that was shed speaks... A more noble thing has a greater message. And you've got to receive that message into your spirit. Would you stand up, please? In Jesus' name. Jesus. Thank you, little brother. Holy Ghost. Thank you. See, that little boy of mine. That, uh, that little old 27-year-old 20, boy that's bigger than me, he was preaching in a village a while back. And he, well, he was fixing to get up to preach. And, and, and it was his turn, so they called him up. And when he stepped over the bench, that bench in front of him, to, to get up there, Jesus appeared to him. Now then, uh, that ain't happened to him, but just a couple times in his life. But it's more than me. And like I said, you build your kids to be better than you. And Jesus is walking out of the building he's in, and he's speaks to get up and preach. Well, he thought, my son thought, the whole church could see Jesus. But he couldn't. They couldn't. They, they didn't see Jesus like he did. So he dove. Now, see, I don't think I would have done this. He dove through the air and grabbed Jesus by the hem of the garment and held on. Jesus turned around to him. Now, if I would have had that much courage, I don't know if I'd have known what to tell him when he turned around to me. But you you know, I might you know I don't know. But he said to Jesus, he said, So, where are you going? And Jesus said, I'm leaving here. And my son, he ain't got no sense. He's like his mom. He just do not know. He ain't got no sense. I mean, you're sitting there talking to Jesus. And you say, why? Why are you going to leave? Well, Jesus answered him. I'm leaving because of the unbelief. Whoops. Now, they still had the pretty music. You getting this? They still had the pretty clothes. They still had the form of godliness. But Jesus was bailing. What is that? What does that tell you? Does that tell you anything? Tells you too much if you ask me. All that stuff don't matter to God. What matters to God is your heart of faith. Isn't that something? It's so. You know what my son's answer? I would have probably got up, walked out, got my backpack and followed Jesus, probably. That's probably as far as I'd have gone, really, honestly. But that boy of mine, he ain't through. He said, Jesus, I believe. And with that, Jesus turned back and disappeared from him. And the whole church was knocked out at one time. (laughs) See? See, you think you got to have your little crowd with you or you can't get nothing done. I think if Jesus is with me, I can beat all of you. (laughs) Isn't that something? My goodness. There ain't a devil that can win. Not with Jesus with us. It may be isolated. It may be desolate. We may be hid behind a wine press. We may be. You know, we may be out there in that boat toiling... Let me tell you something, in each case, I don't know if you've noticed, but Jesus came. In every case, Jesus came and offered a way of escape. Are y'all getting this yet? I mean, come on, man. Surely you're getting this by now. Jesus. Now, you people that have been hurt, because I know how elders are. I know how... Christian's heart's been at it a while. starting to a grind. I'm going to tell you right now, God didn't make that grind. after a religious demon. He irritating you. You hear me? God came to set you free. Do you know that song, Freedom Is? It's well, Australian, but I know it. <laughs> freedom, oh freedom, freedom is coming. Oh yes, I know. Need to get that. What tape's that on, Joy? Do you remember? Ah, oh, it's on Freedom Is. Hey, what can I say? <laughs> Jesus. It's worthy. It's worthy. It sure is. Okay, this is what we're going to do, all right? We're going back to our first love today. you going to drop all the pretenses. All the toiling, the hurting. But i got some news for you. People are going to keep hurting you and keep hurting you. And one of these days, you're going to make a choice. You're going to back away from the gospel. And you're going to be defeated. Or you're going to throw it off and go back to your first love. You might as well do it by choice. That, That is, God wants a heart of choice. I'm telling you, He's more apt to be a miraculous God in your favor Is a god of choice. You hear me? What I want us to do, I honestly want to, because we're going somewhere tonight, and I want to—I really want an explosion of power in here, and I think we can get it. Because I think y'all hungry enough, you're knowledgeable enough, you understand what I'm saying. I'm watching you. You're responding. We only run off six people while ago with the demon story. I mean, we we did real good. Hopefully they just had an appointment. I'll give y'all the benefit of the doubt, but Jesus' name. All right, listen. You're going to have to quit your toiling. The wind's always going to be contrary to you. And you're going to have to look on to the often finisher of your faith. His name is Jesus. you got to say, st- say, stay simple. You can be as complicated as you want to in your workplace, in your, in your relationships. Say, that's all okay. There ain't nothing wrong with that. But when it comes to Jesus, you got to give it up for Him. You can't let this stuff that's tagged on to you, this dead weights and these things that the, the Bible calls them weights that so easily beset us. Is what the Bible calls them. You need to let the Holy Ghost come in you right now. And just rip that stuff out of you. Listen, you don't, listen, please. I've been in this thing my whole life. It's a devil. Let it go. Ain't nobody got to touch you. Ain't uh, that What's got to happen is your heart's got to open to God and let Him take it out. Do you understand the power of freedom? And that how many people, if you'd get, get an agreement on this thing, what I'm talking to you about, what you could do here? Do you understand it would put dots on the end of you? Glad tidings, dot, dot, dot. There wouldn't be no limit for you. That's what's happened to us. Can't you see that? Somehow, I've not allowed that stuff to tack on to me over the years. Occasionally it grabs you. You got to get it off. You got to get it off, man. Let it go. Those people, forgive them. Let the hurt go. They meant it. Oh, yes. Let it go. If I held on to all the outstanding debts, I'll probably, y'all probably had drove me in here in a, in a Mack truck to preach to you. That's how much is owed to me, and that's how much I owe other people. Do you understand? The garbage has got to go. The toiling and torment has got to stop. Now, we got out behind the wine press. We know God wants us to, to produce the miracles. To use what we got, little as it may be. That's immaterial to God, how much you got. He can turn it into a world of power. But you're going to have to quit the tally. Okay? Are you all with me on it so far? Let's see, Kevin. Come on.